0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Equipped Podcast. I hope you all had a great week. I'm pumped for this episode as we have another guest on. Uh and and I'm excited. He's from he's a Liberty uh student as well, he's an athlete uh from same hometown and everything. So uh without further ado, our guest today is Nathan Hampton. Um Nathan plays football for Liberty, played all throughout high school. Uh so I'm excited to just kind of pick his brain about what it is he does you know what is his brand what's he do at liberty uh position wise and then just have a just have a fun kind of this is kind of a sports podcast today which i'm excited about i think it'll be a little bit different than what we normally do but i'm pumped so nate dude thanks for hopping on i appreciate it yes sir baby i'm excited um so tell me about yourself obviously i said where you're from but for everyone that doesn't know tell me where you're from what you're doing at liberty all that stuff
1: right so i'm uh originally born in hayesville north carolina okay uh, this is, I mean, Western part yeah. of the of North Carolina out in the mountains. Yeah. Second grade, we moved to Advance Davie County, uh, went to Davie County high school, played quarterback there. And then what is it? I guess my late in my junior year, I committed Yeah. and then been at Liberty for two years playing football, playing quarterback. There been a yeah. lot of fun. Um, It's been a heck of a journey so far, for sure. That's just a little bit about me.
0: Awesome, I love it. So you played. When did you know you want to play quarterback? Were you quarterback the whole time you played football? No. So growing up, I was
1: like, I was, I was always a big kid. Yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of chubby growing up. (laughs) Um, It was, it was funny. But that's just, I was always just a big kid. But I was kind of chubby. I I played defensive line and I played tight end and fullback growing up. Yeah. Uh, then when middle school came around, I just played basketball really okay. I played my eighth grade year, but yep. I mean, middle school, I didn't really care anything about football. Okay. And towards the end of my eighth grade year, I, I was like, well, I kind of want to try quarterback out. Um, in middle school, the coach actually told me, he's like, you'll never play quarterback. <laughs> like you're, you're meant to be on the other side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, he always wanted me to play DN. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really get a whole lot of a shot playing quarterback in middle school yeah um when high school rolled around it was a little bit different story but that's kind of when I guess my football career
0: really shot up right. I got you for anybody that doesn't doesn't know or have never seen Nate this dude's like what how tall are you six six I mean he's a big dude you don't, he's not like <laughs> your standard quarterback that you would see um fit you're a runner too I've seen you play like you you can run the ball well yeah, as yeah. well you don't think a six six quarterback would be able to you know, be a dual threat like that, but... <laughs> and they they
1: had me running a little bit this yeah. year, I and mean, took a little bit of a beating, but yeah. man, it's fun just to do whatever.
0: I love it. I think the first game I think I ever saw you come in, dude, you threw like a 53 or 54-yard touchdown pass, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Good, this dude's a real deal. But, uh, no, that's so cool to be able um, to see him play up at Liberty. Um, and just, I kept up with your football career, like, throughout high school, because obviously I didn't go to a public school, so we never really played Davey, but... Um, everyone there kind of knew who you were, uh, and David I know is a is a close knit community too. Everybody knows everybody. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that vibe. Um, so you played a few different positions, and then now uh, you got you you signed basically signed to Liberty uh, your junior year. So what so what are some of the other schools that you were potentially thinking about going to?
1: Well, I mean, recruiting was interesting for me. Okay, um, I think I got my first call like recruiting somebody recruiting me as like a freshman. <laughs> and they called me from my J V like my J V tape. No it was way. South Carolina. I'll never forget it. It was South Carolina. They uh they called and like that was the first school to ever recruit me and that was I mean that was crazy. Because I wasn't expecting anything. I was right. just J V, whatever. Yeah. Um, I got my first offer after my sophomore year okay of high school. I took um I went to West Virginia Uh, but I went on a visit earlier just to kind of see the place or whatever. Um, and they told me then they're like, if we were a betting man and a betting man in Las Vegas, you'll have an offer from us whenever we come see you. And then they came and saw me. That was kind of my first offer. Okay. Um, I I ended up with probably over 20 offers, I would say. Yeah. Recruiting was really starting to pick up for me right after my junior year. Yeah. Uh, Right after football season, junior year. Okay. Um, I started, I mean, I had some, like, Kentucky offered me, Vanderbilt offered no me, and some App State. They started kind yeah. of, you know, the ball, ball started rolling a little bit. Um, I was supposed to go on a visit to Georgia and Alabama. Those were – I mean, I don't know. They recruited me. I don't know how – I mean, not on the top of their list.
0: Not everyone gets recruited from Alabama or Georgia, though. But, so, that's an I honor mean, to be I recruited mean, I, by them. I, was, I had
1: visits planned to go, yeah. actually. And then um, COVID hit and right. kind of messed all of – As the, it did the, mess
0: everything up. Yeah.
1: But um, I took a visit junior year. It was my head football coach and then probably six other guys on the team. And we took a visit to Liberty. And okay. It was just like a normal junior day. It was a bunch of kids there. Yeah. Um, I didn't think much of it. I mm-hmm. was just kind of going because everybody else was going. I wasn't. Right. Liberty already offered me then, but I was just going just because all my buddies were going. My high school trip. Head, right. My high school head coach was going. We are just kind of going. I didn't have any intentions of really going to Liberty at all. Yeah. I was just kind of going because everybody else was going. I feel that and i got there and saw the place and it was awesome. it kind of blew me away. Yeah. Just how nice everything was, <laughs> the people there. Um and then whenever covid hit and everything got shut down, i thank the lord that i did go and visit it cuz i mean that ended up being you know that's ended up being where i would go to school right. and, and all that. So i mean if i wouldn't have taken that visit and just seen the place, right. Just the way God was working then in my life that I right. couldn't even I couldn't even really see through one hundred percent what was happening. But yeah, um, just for it to end up the way it did and to end up at Liberty, I mean, man, it's 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 just surreal.
0: Yeah, I think Liberty is such a great school. I it was kind of last second, last minute for me. It was one of those schools growing up that I was like, I, you will never find me on that campus. Like <laughs> I'm not going there. Right. I, I went to a Christian public, or excuse me, a private Christian school all growing up. So I was like, I don't want to do that for another four years. Mm -hmm. I'm just not interested in it. Um, But I think God has that humor of exactly when you say no, he's like, all right. And I'm so glad he brought me there because I think, you know, being just a a normal student there, um, like you talked about, the facilities are phenomenal. Uh, And and not only that physically, but just the culture there of of the people is is different and unique, um, which is really cool but no they also have phenomenal sports i mean their their football program has done extremely well the last few years their basketball program as well um baseball program i mean they're 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 the real deal and i think a lot of people don't realize that you know so we go in we play virginia tech last year we beat them you know we right. play BYU this year we beat them you know unfortunately lost to wake off of <laughs> off of a two point conversion by one point however Colby See, was going for wake. I was. I now I <laughs> okay, got me there. I'm not going to lie. I was going for wake. However, watching that whole game, Liberty was the better team. Like hands down, they should have they should have won. Sam Hartman did not play well. We're get we'll get into Sam Hartman a little bit later <laughs> in this podcast. Um but no, Liberty was the better team. So if I got to credit anybody there, and that was y'all's only loss up until the last few games of the season. Um, we
1: were yeah. We were after we beat Arkansas, we were eight and one, yeah, with a one point loss. Arkansas, and then we lose five straight after
0: that. And that's a, <laughs> it's just an unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. And but to y'all's credit, there were some changes going around in the offices. Right. You know, coach, you know, Hugh Freeze transferred down to Auburn, um, and in his family. So, you, you know, there was some, I guess, uncomfortableness, some anxieties go, going on. Uh, which is just the game of, I guess, college sports. That's just—it's a business, and uh, you know, when there's money involved, money's on the line. People make decisions. Mm-hmm. But um, awesome. So you kind of ultimately—you already told me what attracted you and, and brought you to Liberty in their program, facilities, all that, all of that stuff. Uh, ultimately, God. I know, I know, God brought right. brought you there. Um, but those those things are big things. You don't want to go to a school where you feel like you're not going to fit. Uh, so that's awesome that God brought you there. So I want to know. And this is a lot of things that you see these, like, videos on TikTok and stuff. Uh, but, like, the daily routine of, of a college athlete. Like, you play Division One sports. You're in one of the key positions on a team. Like, what's your daily routine, uh, you know, from 9 to 5 or whatever? Yeah, I know y'all get up earlier than 9 o'clock. But tell us about that a little bit. So, it's different. You have
1: different, I would say, phases. Okay. Um, we're about to go into spring training. Mm-hmm. And each of those days are kind of different. All right. Um, you know, some of those with a new we're having a whole new strength staff and all that uh, but some of those spring conditioning days I don't know if we'll have mat drills I mean some of those are rough some of those are five six a.m wake up and and what's
0: a mat drill it's just just drills just conditioning oh. I mean it's, it's always
1: known as the worst part of training in in a way but yeah <laughs> so I don't know what it's going to be like. I mean, usually spring is, is a little different. Now, a fall camp day, those are, I mean, those are long days. Brutal those days. are fall camp, that, that's uh, wake up at 6.30, you're at breakfast at Oof. 7, uh, 7.30 meetings, you know, close to 9 o'clock, you're out on the field, out on the field till 12, you come in, you go upstairs, you eat lunch. You come back, you got like an hour and a half of kind of, you know, relaxed time. Then it's more meetings and install. And then, (laughs) then 430, probably you have another walkthrough. Then after the walkthrough it's dinner, then after dinner, maybe some more meetings and kind of finishing up whatever from, from that practice day or whatnot and then they'll usually have us like another little to go meal closer yeah. to 7:38 o'clock and then same thing the next day and you kind of do that for 3 weeks probably
0: and so you're also managing. Are you managing classes on top of that? So fall camp is just football all day. No way. So y'all so don't have to go to class.
1: Not not in the month So, fall camp's like the month of August pretty much. <laughs> so I mean that that's a rough month and a rough stretch. That's yeah. all college football guys. Whenever okay. fall camp rolls around, it's like oh, it's here like we, rough. Here yeah. we go, baby. Dang. Okay. Um, now in season's a little different too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's similar days. Kind of yeah. tough fall camp, except I mean, I'd say wake up is you know six o'clock. You have breakfast at six thirty. You get to meetings by you know seven, seven fifteen. Yeah. Um, you know, you meet for you know hour fifteen minutes, hour and a half maybe. Eight forty five. You're on the field at nine. Practice till eleven thirty. Yeah. Class at twelve one o'clock, and then I mean home by. Or done with class, maybe around three, three thirty, just yeah. depending on the day. Yeah. Then you want to come back and watch practice tape and watch game tape. Damn. So I mean, you can be in there for. You can be in there for all a long day, time. basically. A so day, it's home. a full
0: time job at this point. I mean, right. I mean, in that I guess that's what people. It, a lot of people don't know the ins and outs of all of this stuff, which is why it's so interesting because you're doing all this basically six six days a week, and then you got game day. Right. You know, and game day is probably one of the days that's, well, I don't know, you you have to tell us, but, like, on a home game day, you know, you got a game at 12 o'clock midday. What are you – when are you waking up? What are you doing before the game to get ready for that?
1: 12 o'clock games are – I mean, some people don't like them. Some people love them. I think okay. they're awesome. 12 okay. o'clock home games are awesome. Are it? <laughs> um, you wake up, breakfast is probably 8 o'clock maybe. Okay. And then – Nine o'clock, you'll have position meetings, and or nine o'clock, we'll have a team meeting, um, and then after that, you'll go into kind of position meetings and kind of tie up the game plan right. for the week and get into that. Uh, then there'll be a walkthrough, and then you go upstairs for probably 30 minutes and kind of relax. And then it's on the buses and you're rolling, and yeah, it's time to go. Now, night games are a little different, night games it's more of you do the same thing, you'll wake up. There'll be some kind of team meeting, position meetings, and okay. walkthroughs, and then after that, it's you're kind of hanging around. Yeah,
0: that anticipation's mm-hmm. got to be building. Mm-hmm. So, like, tell me about. I'm trying to think because I mean, big win this year as Liberty took on Arkansas at Arkansas uh, and beat them, and that was was that our that was Liberty's first SEC win right. ever. I'm okay, pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's I, I was pretty sure that's what I heard as well, which is a, a phenomenal feat considering a lot of people uh, view Liberty as a smaller program. But, again, time after time, this year and last year, uh, teams aren't going to want to schedule us. Teams aren't going to want to schedule us these next few years because we are putting up a fight. Uh, and a lot of a lot of these big SEC teams or, you know, for instance, Wake. I know Wake probably wasn't viewing you all as uh, a ton of competition, but, I mean, being there, y'all came in and, and just kicked their butt on defense and offense. Y'all had a phenomenal defense this year. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, it was like just watching y'all's games. It was just turnover after turnover that y'all were forcing from the other team, mm-hmm. uh, which was awesome. And then um, we saw a slew of different quarterbacks play, right. you, you being one of them. Um, so it's just so neat and it, to understand the ins and outs of, like, what goes into preparing for that one game day. Because oh, as a fan, you're only seeing that one game day, and you judge – everything off of that four hours that <laughs> that these people are playing right you know so uh it's probably not a fair judgment they make and and but it's so interesting just to see and understand um that whole process so take me through one of your favorite wins at liberty i mean the, the few that pop in my head i have to be this year arkansas was a phenomenal win mm-hmm. virginia tech last year was it was last year with alex Barbier or was that, two, that years was ago? two years ago? Two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. When Alex Barbier kicked that field goal uh, to be him, like take me through one of your your your, your favorite win.
1: Uh, BYU and Arkansas, I'd say we're both definitely okay. up there. Yeah, um, Arkansas was just awesome because we went into their place, right? Like, just walking in and seeing an SEC stadium like that. I mean, it was packed full. I think 78,000. Oh, my goodness. And, I mean, that place was I mean, rocking. It was, was rocking. It was. And we went up 21-0 on them and just kind of stunned them. Right. And then found a way to, to win it. I mean, that was that was a fun locker room. Because
0: they, they came back. Did they oh, come? Did they yeah, they came back like guns blazing Cause a we little bit.
1: I don't think we scored the whole second half. I think the okay. final score was 21-19. Yeah. And we yeah. went up 21-0 at the,
0: at the half. Mm-hmm. Dang. So, I mean, at halftime, are you thinking at that game, okay, we got this. Like, you know, easy in the bag. Do you, you step off the gas a little bit? I know the coach is probably not telling you to, but do players kind of relax a little bit? or No, you-
1: it was just kind of, let's finish this game. Yeah. Uh, I think, honestly, we kind of played timid coming out. Okay. I think some of the play calls were a little... Like, let's just do what we can to not ruin this right. instead of kind of going out. conservative them. a little right. bit. It was a
0: little bit conservative. Right. Okay.
1: So that's just kind of how I think we came out of halftime. I think we could have beat them a lot more than we really did. Yeah. Um,
0: but hey, a W's on the stat oh, sheet, and that's man. all that matters. I know. Exactly. <laughs> that's what's awesome. So, fun atmosphere after the game. I mean, mm-hmm. y'all rolling there 75, 78,000 deep, and you stun them, mm-hmm. uh, especially going up 21 0 on them, which is. Which is pretty phenomenal. So, like, you have a game like that. What is it that y'all do after? You, you, you know, party in the locker room a little bit I mean, and then just, just a, head home? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. You have
1: about 45 minutes in the locker room, I'd say, and it's okay. just dancing, loud yeah. music. Everybody's just smiling. Coaches in there dancing. <laughs> that's jumping awesome. around. It's a lot of fun. That's great. It's a lot of fun.
0: That's great. But. That, that's exciting. So, I've got to say, I'd be wrong if I didn't tie in the mental health here. Cause this is like, I guess what this podcast is about. Um, so being a division one football player and any, in any sport really, but football particularly, it's not an easy, an easy task to do. Um, especially in a position like yours where they, you know, they have uh, multiple different guys who are competing for a spot. You got people transferring in off season, um, unexpected changes. So, How does that – like, how do you be intentional to stay on top of your mental health like through all that, managing anxiety, you know, just doing your thing and keeping your head forward? Like, how do you manage to do that?
1: I mean, it's really tough, and it's not something that you really think of when you you go play college football. It's probably the last thing you're even thinking of. Right. Um, Just kind of – just because how how high school is. It's You know, you're kind of the man, you're whatever. Um, You go to college, and everybody's – the same, if not better than you. I mean, it's just it's just completely different. Um, and it's tough. I mean, especially whenever I first got there, I mean, I kind of got just humbled just from being the man to going in and being the total opposite. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult just coaching and just sometimes how, how things might go. Uh, the biggest thing for me is I've learned just to, to be in the middle of the road. Mm. You know, don't ride too long on the highs. Don't mm. don't stay on the lows. I mean, it's it's it's, wise it's, words. it's super hard. I mean, there's just so many ups and downs in football, especially. Just right. I mean, this season was very tough. Yeah. Um, but mentally, I think that's something that kind of separates you. Um, just being able to withstand that and and being yeah. able to stay on top of it. I think the biggest thing for me is I was very active in the word. Yeah. And just being able to take you know, those 10, 15 minutes out of my day, Yeah. Um, I'd usually do it at night just yeah. because we'd wake up early in the right. morning, but just to kind of be able to reflect and just dive in and just read and and just, you know, just spend time with him and grow closer with him, that's something that was able to just mentally kind of keep me going and understand that, hey, my worth is not in uh, uh, how football is or how well I perform on the field or any of that, you know, Preach it. I already know what my worth and who it's found in, so Right at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether I go out there and throw 10 picks or I go out there and throw 10 touchdowns. It, I mean, that doesn't you know, reflect who I am and what I believe in. So,
0: Amen. I think that that's so such a good word. So wise um, in that aspect. And for, I think a lot of people, like he was saying, they don't, they probably don't understand and realize the amount of stress and pressure that are on uh, these players to perform. Cause a lot of college athletes on, on a Division One scale, like you said, they are typically the man at whatever high school that they played at. Absolutely. You know, and so I think a lot of times people come into the system of, of college sports and they desire to continue to be that man, um, but I think that a lot of times that's not how, how it works. Now, you have some of those guys that go in freshman year, for instance, like uh, UNC's quarterback. I mean, he's, he's gone in, he was heavily recruited, gone in, and he was the man this year. Right. Um, But you also look at that and say, on the flip side, Sam Howell did the same thing at UNC. Was the man his freshman year, Um, sophomore year, still sophomore and junior, still played phenomenal. But he wasn't, the team didn't do do as well. And so I think that a lot of times that goes back onto the quarterback. And I think quarterback two is such a hard position because people look at you to run their offense. Now I know that there's so many other, you know, how the, how the deep of your O-line is, you know, how the running backs are the wide receivers um, and all of that. But people from a fan perspective, put all that, all of that pressure on the quarterback. Oh, absolutely. And I know that that has got to be a hard position to just go out there and not get, you, you know, nervous. And I know I would, I mean, I would, I know I didn't grow up doing that, but I just like think about standing there in front of thousands of people, and, and people will go week to week judging you based off your performance. Right. Um, and I think it's so beautiful that we don't have a God that bases and judges us off of our performance. Absolutely. And I think that just using um, football, obviously, is our example here. But Nate did a phenomenal job of just talking about the importance of staying in the Word. And doing that uh, allows you to be proactive in just fighting that anxiety or you know, fighting that those mental health struggles or that or, or that depression. Um, and so, do they have like in in college at Liberty? Do they have anybody to that checks in almost like with you mentally and say, hey, like, hey man, how you doing? Like, outside of football,
1: um, not really outside of football. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's just kind of been the people that I live with. Yeah. Um, I had some great roommates, and we were always. I mean, we poured out to each other all the time. That's good. Um, and both of them have went through. And we've all went through different adversity, and and we've all just been, like, super close together and been super honest with each other and, and been able to share our struggles. I mean, anybody who's in college football and has, has played a sport, I mean, they know that, I mean, if there's if they haven't went through any kind of right. mental battles or stuff, then I yeah. mean, it'd be hard to believe it. Just, I mean, right. it, it's it's so many guys on the team that go through different things mentally and just the, like I said, the ups and downs of football. And then, you know, some guys have stuff going back home. Yeah, right. Problems going on back home. It's just, And it's just tough because you are judged kind of <laughs> off your performance. Right. But, I mean, Liberty's fan base is, I mean, it's not as bad as, as some of these other.
0: Yeah. Thankfully, I mean, right. we we've seen the different. Ins and outs through the seasons of you know people transferring down to different schools and just mm-hmm. whether they were accepted or not. Um, and I think Liberty's culture is a culture that is unique and different. Right. And a lot of people don't understand that if they haven't been around it. And I didn't understand it before I was around it. I just thought it was you know a normal school that was a Christian school. Mm-hmm. But I think their, their their culture is different. The staff they bring in are different. The players. They desire for them to be different. And I know not ev- I know not everyone on your on your team is a Christ follower. I think, you know, because Liberty Football is also trying to run a program. And, and right. you know, if you said, well, we're only going to go after, you know, players that, you know, are sold out for Jesus, it, that's just – It makes it hard. It makes it hard. I, obviously, I know that that is their desire. But I think, like, having a coach in there that – and I've seen videos of, of Hugh Freeze when he was there, like just preaching the word to you all. Um, and and trying to be that role model as a coach to be able to um, create that community within the football team. Because I think if you don't have that community, then I can imagine going in every week to play, all the hours you spend to be judged on four hours of how you play, and then you don't have that community. Like, Who are you going to be able to talk to uh, about that? So being able to have those roommates are very important. What positions did your roommates play? Or were they on the team or what?
1: Yep, so um, Brody Brum was one of them. He okay. played receiver. He was a six-year guy. Gotcha. Um, and then Braden Monday was the other one. He played tight end. But okay. Brody, I mean, this was – so this was – he came back for his six-year. Yeah. Wasn't really wanting to, but ended up deciding late. He's like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna come back and play my six-year. Yeah. Um, so he came back and it was i think the week before or maybe it was the practice practice the week of practice during or for game one um Mm -hmm. he broke his foot oh wow! so he was just kind of bad on that and right it was just hard for him because he's like man i just sat here and i went through all these workouts for spring and summer and then i finally you know going to play my last year and this is kind of how for
0: what you know it kind of like i yeah so yeah. he
1: was i mean he struggled with that and and you know that was super tough but i think the biggest thing for him is you know he didn't have his worth in football mm. and he was able to hand handle that very well mm. um other buddy Braden, he i think this was right after fall camp you know it's you're prepping for week one i mean this is maybe two weeks before the season i would yeah. say he in practice you know it's kind of one of those walk through type periods like mm-hmm. it's not full speed or whatever yeah he goes down tears his acl so uh oh. he's you know bad on that i mean that's just a tough i mean that's just a tough stretch going through that um so you know we've been able to have kind of a tight house and been able to you know share a lot of different things and yeah, praise god right and you know me and Braden and brody we we all would have, a uh, like, a Bible study. Oh, that's awesome. During the week. Yeah. And different – I mean, Braden ran one. Um, Austin Henderson did another one. But what position
0: did Braden play? Tied in. Tied in, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's phenomenal. I think that the the community you make – what you get in is what you're going to get out. And I think that you have to surround yourself with that community and be intentional. Getting real um, – I was talking to my dad the other day, and – I, this, this last semester uh, was just difficult for me with community wise. Like I, I had, I definitely went through stretches where it was hard for me to be like spiritually intact and get in the word. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I wasn't doing that, that's when every, all the wheels fall off, you know, you're not intentional about, you know, going to church or just, you know, watching it online, you know Um, but this past semester kind of the, the whole idea of finishing strong. I finished strong in school, but I didn't feel like I finished strong spiritually. I think it was like the last two months where I was just on a struggle bus because I like didn't have a desire to be in the Word. I didn't have a desire, and when you don't have that desire and you're not doing it, it affects everything else. It takes a toll on your mental health, mm-hmm. it takes a toll on like my physical health. I couldn't pick myself up to go to the gym um, and do those things, and so it was a it was a, a tough battle. But one of the things that I have I vowed for this. Uh, coming semester was just to be incredibly intentional about the community that I surround myself with um, and going out and finding that. Because it's not, most likely, it's not just going to come to you. Uh, you know, I'm not on a, a, a football team where there, you have a lot of brothers around you who are um, you spend hours and hours a day with. Uh, so just going to class. And I'm one of those people that when I go to class, I I do not talk to people like (laughs) I'm in class to go to class. And then when class is over, I'm dipping, you know? (laughs) And so uh, I think it it does make it a little bit of a, of a challenge, but um, I think that God uses those adversities in your life to eventually grow you closer to him. Um, So what's one of the biggest things that God has taught you while being at Liberty, you know, whether that's being in football or just outside of football. I
1: think, in football it's just been like i said earlier just to have my worth and to have my trust and my faith in him amen and i think that's just that's been the biggest thing for me in football um i think outside of football it's just been i guess if i had a theme it'd be love and just to love yeah. others and and just be able to to talk to a lot of different people and and just hear from a lot of different people and be yeah. able to grow closer to people that just aren't aren't just on the football team yeah just, amen just have that kind of community as well. And just kind of what you were saying earlier, I think uh, just to speak on that, I think, you know, God teaches us the most whenever we're in the lows, you you, you learn the most when you're in, when you're in the valleys, you don't learn the most when you're at the mountaintop, you know, I think for me, that's been the biggest thing in my life. Um, Yeah. It's while you're in those moments, you know, it's you're, you're just wanting to get out. Right. And you don't really see how much, you're really building and growing and learning from being in that, and you for know, for sure. me, I was always very thankful for the valleys, just because of of how much it taught me. And then when the mountaintops came, I mean, it was it was also just a celebration. But, right. I mean, it's it's something that's um, anytime I'm going through something, you know, I know that it's gonna uh, bring me to something better. Right. And, and, it, and it's hard to see sometimes. I think football is. I mean, it's been tough just depth chart wise and trying yeah. to work your way up and, and just sure. fighting that battle all the time. But, um, I think there's a saying that you're either in a storm you're going through a storm or you're just coming out yeah. or something like that. I mean, yeah. you're always going to face those storms and you're always going to have those battles in your yeah. life. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is just, is just having that foundation and just in christ and for sure you know if you have a foundation that's built on a rock and you're solid and you know you're you're ready for the storm to come Versus, if you had it in sand just like it, yeah it says in the bible and and it's not a matter of if the storm's going to come yeah. it's a matter of
0: when it comes so. I, I was just about to say that i think that uh, it's, it's better to be proactive instead of reactive. Right. And that being proactive is building that house and that foundation on the solid ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that quote that you just said about everybody is either like approaching a storm, in a storm or coming out of one. Right. Um, I was on the phone the other day with a guy named uh, Clarence Schuler, and he's a uh, big time author out in Colorado Springs, but he runs um, uh, basically like a, a diversity, equity and inclusion, um, I guess, big Big company for he goes in and teaches the diversity, equity, and inclusion for um, these multi-million and billion-dollar companies. Um, And I was on the phone with him the other day, uh, talking with him. And he's a strong Christian as he's written many books. One of his books uh, just came out, um, and we'll talk about that on uh, another episode of the podcast as he's going to be one of our guests. But he's really good friends with Dr. Gary Chapman. Um, Him and Dr. Gary Chapman have uh, written a couple of books um, and. When this episode, this episode actually comes out in t- two weeks from now, we're recording this on January 6th, but Dr. Chapman's ep- Gary Chapman's episode just came out today. But um, I was talking to him and he talked about a lot of times when people are in that dark place in life or they're facing adversity, all they want to do is be healed. Um, but a lot of times they believe that healing is going to come from a place that's outside of that dark place. Uh, and he just said a quote and he said, "You have to be healed in that dark place before one can come out of that dark place. Um, and I think it's so true when the, the quote you just said about the storms, all, all of us are going through some type of storms in life, whether it's a, a sin battle, whether it's a battle with your family, whether it's a sports battle where you're just battling, um, you know, athletically, academically, all of those things. We're all going through different battles of life um but god has that perfect plan for you and you just have to fully you know be still and trust him and that's a difficult thing i know everything that nate and i are saying now is easier said than done um specifically just being intentional about taking care of your mental health being intentional about creating that community with the people that are around you or seeking that community it's easy for me to say that but like if i truly want that i've got to go out and get that you know it's like i said it's not going to just come to me um But I think that that's that's so important. So having a support system as someone like you who's going through college football where it's a tough, strenuous job, who has been kind of your biggest support system in college and throughout your career?
1: I would definitely say my family has, and then my girlfriend and their whole family has been super supportive of me. I mean, just to have that kind of support system and backbone, and then also, I mean, my friends and teammates sure. that, that are on that team and especially the guys I'm super close with. Um, I mean, they have been there through the ups and the yeah. downs. And I think just whenever you have a support system, man, it just makes things so much better. And people that you can be open with and talk with, talk with things about, I mean, yeah, things that you're going through and stuff like that and and for them to be able to give you advice and be able to pour into your life and help you with some of those decisions I mean that has such a bigger impact than you really you know realize right um but you know my family and my girlfriend's family they've been so supportive along with I mean my my buddies on the team for sure I mean it's just been awesome uh it was harder for my family to be at games and stuff like that right. this year. My older brother plays football at army. So he they does. Were, yeah, I they forgot were, about that. They were there a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, some of my sisters would come to the game, but yeah. I mean, my girlfriend and their family, they didn't.
0: And she goes to Liberty. She Madison goes. goes to Liberty. So yeah. it makes it a little bit easier right. uh, in that aspect. That's right. pretty cool. I think having a support system around you, like you said, it's the quality of people you have around you, not necessarily the quantity. Right. Um, and, Uh, Madison's family and her and then your family uh, and just your buddies around you it's so important to have that and um, it's cool it's kind of neat to see that Madison also is at Liberty so you you have a little bit of home a little bit of Davie County because she also lives there a little bit of home with you um, at school which is which is awesome I always see um, some of the game days I would see her family up there uh, a lot I see them every now and then Uh, but that that's so important Um, so before we finish up here, I've actually got a part that Nate doesn't even know. Uh, it's a fun little game. Okay. Right. Uh, I don't normally do these, but I was like, you know what? This is a fun sports podcast today. <laughs> like, we're talking about sports. Why not continue that with some, continue that with some sports uh, hot takes? So I want to get your opinion on okay. some of the things. Um, we got, we got a few different questions here, but I was going through them and I was like, I feel like these are good. I had, uh, one of my assistants on and I was asking her like these questions, if she thought they were good. One, I want to get your take. Who wins the college football championship?
1: Georgia, baby. Georgia. Okay. I I love TCU though. Okay. Love love Max Duggan. Yeah. Uh, TCU actually has a a middle linebacker that played at Reynolds. No way. Um, starting middle linebacker. So dang, it's kind of harder to pull. Yeah, you know, um, against them and just kind of the season that they've had yeah. and things that they've went through. I would love to see TCU win. Okay, but I think Georgia's. So you
0: want TCU to win, but you, you think Georgia will win? And I and I believe mm-hmm. that's probably the mindset of a lot of a right. lot of people. So going on that, you said you liked Max Duggan. So Max Duggan or Stetson Bennett? Um. <laughs> Max Duggan. Okay.
1: That's who I'm, that's who I'd go with.
0: Okay. I think Stetson Bennett is a, a phenomenal quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you've got to take into effect that Stetson's also like 24, 25 playing against 18 year olds. Um, so <laughs> welcome to college. For I know, I, especially with the COVID <laughs> stuff. I got it. everybody that, that rants and raves about him. I'm like, let's take into perspective that like Lamar Jackson's the same age as him. And he's been in the NFL for, you know what? Three, four years at this point. Um, now, all respect to Stetson Bennett. He's a phenomenal athlete. Uh, okay, so moving on to the NFL. Okay. Would you rather play with Prime Brady as your quarterback or Prime Mahomes? Oh, Brady. Okay. No doubt. Okay. That's, that's who I was, I was hoping you were going to say. I mean, Prime Brady. You've you got two different quarterbacks. Mahomes can run somewhat, is a big boy. So is Brady. Brady can't run with a lick. But he's a pocket passer. He's a pocket passer. <laughs> Brady will win. Yeah, I believe he would. Okay,
1: he's, he's definitely my all-time favorite okay. quarterback. Okay, so yeah. not couldn't, I couldn't say anybody else.
0: I mean, he's the undisputed goat in NFL football right Absolutely. now. I mean, you can't you can't look at what he's done and say that he hasn't been phenomenal. I mean, oh. goes and wins what six, five or six titles in in uh, the Patriots, and then comes down first year. I mean, that just shows that it's him that is a phenomenal. Athlete, right. uh, Of course, he had people around him. Okay, so one of the, my favorite NFL quarterbacks, and a lot of people would say it, is Josh Allen. So, would you say do you like Josh Allen? Love Josh okay, Allen. Okay, so Josh Allen or Prime Brady? Prime Josh Allen. Like, he's, he's playing pretty phenomenal this year and last year. So, and he might not even be in his prime yet. So, Prime mm. Josh Allen or a Prime Brady?
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. I would still say Brady just okay. because I love Brady, but okay. Josh Allen is becoming kind of like I, I love the Bills and yeah. and what they're doing right now. Yeah. Um. So that I mean, that's that's a tough one. That's right a there. tough one. Because Josh Allen it's like Brady's like my man. Like right. I've, growing up, like that's who I always loved. Like that's yeah. the reason, part of the reason I, it is the reason I wore ten. Okay. Because that's what that's what Brady was at right. Michigan. Right. So that was the reason that I wanted to be ten. So. Okay. But Josh Allen is i mean he's up. he's a beast the ranks. yeah he
0: he's is. a beast and i and I believe that he's not even at his peak yet I mean, oh. just a phenomenal guy too, like all the other things you see see about him like he's just he just seems like a genuine guy, uh which it makes it better to root for someone like that
1: and his story's been awesome, yeah, too.
0: definitely so. and he didn't go to like i wouldn't say a, a huge time i mean he wasn't playing at Alabama or, or Georgia in college I mean Wyoming. he was right he was one of those guys that um just rose through the ranks through hard work and mm-hmm. He's a he phenomenal had, athlete.
1: He had no offers out of high school, I believe.
0: I saw that at and, a, on a video the other day. Which he is. S- he
1: sent a bunch of tapes or whatever. Yeah. And then Wyoming, I think, was the only school. Wyoming was the only school that offered him. Okay. And then it was. The rest was I mean, history. He didn't have crazy stats. Yeah. He didn't have. But, I mean, it ended up working out for him.
0: It did end up working out for him. Okay. So this is another one. Hot take. I'm a little, I'm a little upset at this one. Um, y'all played Wake this year.
1: It's got to be Sam, huh?
0: It's got to be Sam. <laughs> so, y'all played Wake this year, lost to him by one. Sam is a starting quarterback there, played the whole game. What's your take on the transfer to Notre Dame?
1: Um, I mean, if I was in his shoes, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to say, but, I mean, he's probably going to be getting a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be, you know, playing at Notre Dame. I think that'll be interesting for him. Maybe yeah. a different scenery. He's from North Carolina. Right. Probably been around it for a while. Maybe right. he wants to just get out of it. I Piece don't out. know. Um,
0: but you, you think he'll start? I think so. You
1: think he will? I think so.
0: Because I saw that there wasn't – obviously there's, there's never a guarantee for any player. I mean, you never know what will happen in the off season. You never know someone might show up, show out, and they have an opportunity. Um. Yeah, it was just interesting because, like, Sam, one of the best quarterba- – the best quarterback outside of Riley Skinner, uh, which Riley Skinner was a quarterback that played when we won the ACC championship. Um, but one of the best in the ACC to ever do it, I feel like. Um, but I was – when I saw that yesterday, because I knew <laughs> it had been a whole process. You know, there had been rumors about it. There had been talks about it. Mm-hmm. And then you slowly – when he's asked if he's going to play, you know, probably a month or two ago, if he was going to finish out his career awake, and it was a clear no. Um, and so I was like, at that point, okay, well, where is he going to go? You know, right. and then he enters the transfer portal, and then uh, and then yesterday he posts that, you know, him Notre in a Dame. Notre Dame uniform, and it's just like, <laughs> I heard that there were talks about potentially him at Florida, and then uh, Notre Dame just kind of picked him up. And they have, they have a, a great program. I think mm-hmm. it'll be new for him in terms of, the competition he's playing against is going to be a different type of competition, which part of me is like, you could have stayed at Wake. Um, You know, you're a standout quarterback in the ACC. You know, you're a standout quarterback in the ACC. However, I know that he's got a better team around him at Notre Dame in terms of receivers. And I mean, it was him and AT Perry most of the year. Uh, But I'm a little, I'm a little upset about it, but I don't know what Wake's going to do either because Dave Clawson's typically a guy who red shirts, he redshirts every freshman that comes in and then builds them up through the ranks. So, I mean, we've got a quarterback, our second string this year, great quarterback, mm-hmm. but do we bring someone else in? I don't know. He doesn't tra- normally transfer a lot of players in, but right. maybe you just need to, <laughs> you need to go down there. I wouldn't be mad about that. I wouldn't be mad about that. Um, okay. One of the last, I got two questions. I was going to ask you about the new coach. But I know I don't want to get into any topics like he seems like a phenomenal guy Uh, from the videos I've seen. He's done a phenomenal job at Coastal. Um, I know that everyone's probably trying to get to know him more. So have you been able to, like, connect with him a little bit? Or what's been the process of – did he coach the bowl game, all of that stuff? So
1: I've been around him a little bit. He's kind of just been there. Yeah. Yeah. He's came – we had a team meeting when he first got here. Yeah. He's came to our position room and talked okay. to us a little bit. Gotcha. Um, he said he's going to talk to us more one-on-one once we get back. That's great. Uh, but, no, he didn't – he kind of let Coach Aldridge run the show. Yeah. Um, and Coach Aldridge did a great job of, yeah. you know, getting us kind of ready to go. Um, but he's he's just – I mean, it's it's just hard to tell. We yeah. haven't really been a it's whole – early. Around him a whole, whole lot. Yeah. And then – you know, I guess we'll really see what he's like when spring ball rolls around yeah. and practice is going and kind of how that goes.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it It was an interesting take. Obviously, he did a phenomenal job at Coastal. Right. Um, you know, in the market this year for college coaches, there were a lot out there looking for jobs. And so it was all about, man, I wonder who, you know, Liberty is going to bring in and mm-hmm. um, when they released the the Coastal. I mean, he coached the Sun Belt Player of the Year, uh, their quarterback. So – I don't know. I'm excited to see next season what what he's got and what he brings to the table. I think change isn't always bad. It's exciting. Um, So it's just a matter of, you know, the change that's going to occur and and how players are going to be able to adapt to it. But I'm interested to, you know, if I ask you that question in uh, six months to to what your answer will be. Um, The last question, this isn't really a hot take, um, but I think a lot of people are wondering what it was it like to train with Malik Willis? Like, was it was it really that unreal talent? I mean, we saw what he did on the field, but what was it like just being around that?
1: Malik would, I mean, he was awesome. But just seeing some of the, like, he would do certain things in yeah. practice and when you're just kind of throwing around and be like, oh, my gosh. Like, you just tell he was, he was different. Some of those, yeah. I mean, some of those plays he would make, it was. Next level. I mean, but it got to a point where you're around it all the time and it was like,
0: nothing new at that it's point it's malik being malik right okay yeah yeah
1: but i mean it's been awesome to see him have success and yeah and just to to get a shot in the nfl Yeah, um, i think his time is really coming and he was just i mean he's a great person to have in the room yeah um super soft-spoken guy very humble um mm. you know love jesus and and that was just awesome to see somebody that has had that much success in right. college and just right bring all the glory and praise to him
0: so yeah and I think God definitely honors that through and in 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 football and just in life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everyone that watched him play, he was just such a unique quarterback to watch play. I mean, he would do things that you you'd be like, "Holy crap!" You know, like this dude's this dude's legit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see how he continues to do. I think obviously his his stint in the NFL um, he got a, he got more playing time than a lot of d- undrafted quarterbacks outside the NFL this year. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously Tannehill going down. Um, hurt, And then he got some, you know, playing time in preseason. His first NFL start through regular season, two picks, but he rushed for a touchdown. Um, but once you get to the end of the season, man, people are getting hurt. You don't have the team you had at the beginning of the season. Right. Uh, so he stepped in, a, in in a phenomenal way for the Titans. And I hope to see him continue to have just the success and just the build the build that's up i think a lot of a lot of these players that like for instance josh allen you don't always have success right as you enter the league especially at a young age i see so much potential in malik uh just with everything i saw at liberty but just with the 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 big thing too like you said he seems like a genuine guy and coaches and gms like that's what they, they want that around the locker room you know so just being willing to work with other players and and um like with, with Tannehill and learn from players like that's got to be an experience that is like no other. I mean, you, for instance, I, I love the story of Jimmy G. He, he played behind Brady for years, mm-hmm. you know, when he finally got his shot for the Patriots, he was phenomenal, you know, got traded um, because he deserved a, a starting you know, position. Right. Um, and then obviously this year you have Brock Purdy, who is hasn't lost a game yet, uh, which has been, um, so neat to see in his story. I mean, he he oh, yeah. he was one of those that didn't have a lot of lot of recruiting. A lot of recruiting didn't go into his college as a, with a starting role. I mean, he worked his way up. I think I saw that he was third string for a majority of his time there, and then he just shows out one season, wins the starting spot, mm-hmm. and then the rest is history. I mean, goes in, people don't think a lot of him, last pick in the draft, uh, and then comes in and just. I mean, only that's one of those things that only God, you know, he he gave him a platform, and it's interesting to see how, you know, he'll use that and see what he'll be able to achieve in success. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to see this is a this was a fun episode. I don't I gotta I gotta do these games with with my guests more often, Nate. I don't have a lot of uh, Nate's really the first athlete that I've had on here, but I've wanted to get that take of the mental health side of things, and then obviously uh, Nate has just been, um, a, a brother in Christ as well. So Nate, I wish you the best moving forward, dude. I'll, I'll be continuing to watch you. i still got some time up there, uh, in Lynchburg. And so I'll be continuing to watch you. And, uh, thank you so much for just being willing to sit down and, and, and talk for this last hour. I've, I've enjoyed it. dude. Oh yeah, man. Thank you for yeah. having me on. Of course. All right, guys. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. It's Friday. Go enjoy your weekend. Um, but yeah, no, for real. I hope you have a great week. Uh, coming up and remember spend time with the word this week try to get in Nate Nate talked about a good a good habit of getting in there 10 to 15 minutes a day Uh, and I tell you what when you do that and you're intentional to do it um, amazing things happen. God, God opens doors no man can. Uh, he encourages you. The Spirit encourages you, um, and he equips you through his day. All of y'all go to coffee shops in the morning because you say you can't get through the day without your coffee, but some some people aren't open in the word either, but some people that do. We want you to be equipped, and that's what we're all about here at the Equipped Podcast. Reach out to us on the Equipped Instagram. Um, it's just E-Q-U-I-P-P E-Q-U-I-P-P-E-D.P-O-D-C-A-S-T, e-q-u-i-p-p-e-d equipped podcast i look forward to being able to uh get more episodes out for you all i love you guys i hope you have a great rest of the week peace out